can't explain it. All of God cannot fit into me. But mm. what he shows me is enough. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> so I don't confuse. <laughs> and, uh, I, I totally I, I understand how you feel. Sometimes words are not able to comprehend. You just use tongues. Say what I'm trying yes. to say. Yes. <laughs> You understand? Yes, that is Praise beautiful. God. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. So, amen. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Delphine, Thank can you talk today? Delphine, are you able to talk? You are at work. Let us know. You have been intrigued. You are one of those that have been very intrigued by Genesis, the book of Genesis. Very interesting. She's busy. Um, Excel, can you share your thoughts? Knowing God, is it possible to fully know God? Excel, are you there? Move on, move on. Okay, if you're indisposed, Queen, tell us. In your short journey, is it possible to fully know God? Can you talk? Oh, I'm not available. Ore, hi, Ore. Hi. Um, okay. So I feel yes, you can know God, but I don't think you can fully know Him. Yeah, because I just feel that there is. I think one sometimes when I'm worshiping, I call Him the limitless God, like the God that doesn't have mm. any. I don't know that you the uncomprehendable one, the one that you cannot, you can't know. Um, I don't know. You can't know all of him. I was reading about the about the why why God is called the I am that I am, and another mm. translation said he I am that I am can also be said to be I am I can become who I have to become. Do you understand? Yes. So that like like do you understand? So it's not like oh he's constant, he's stagnant. Do you understand? Yes. ever evolving ever changing so when you think that oh i have understood which i don't even think it's something that we can ever fully exhaust in this realm mm -hmm. do you understand i just feel mm -hmm. that when we transition we will just continue knowing him yet yeah, that's what i feel personally and i also feel it also depends on how much we are able to give of ourselves because you know he said those mm -hmm. who seek me will find me there are dimensions mm -hmm. of god that we would never, some, some of us may never get to because we're not willing to do the work. Do you understand? Mm. I don't know, I was listening mm. to a message, I'm sure it's by AJS, and he said something about how there might be something that you want from God or God may not be able to reveal a particular aspect of himself to you because you don't have that light capacity, mm. like you've not attained that level of light yet. Like that about that, something mm. about the light, you've not, do you understand, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying yet. So I think as we grow yes, in, yes. in faith and in Christ, we get to know him more. Yeah, that I may mm. know you. 
and the power of your resurrection. Do you understand? You will continue, continue till we meet him in glory. I'm sure when we continue in heaven too, that's all we're we'll singing praise and worship here, but also knowing more and more of God. Yeah. She will be singing praise and worship. Heaven is filled with activities. Not just this place of hallelujah. That was one of the reasons why I didn't get born again on time. Because I just immediately uh, get born again, just be singing holy, holy, holy. I just be walking up and down you know, with your hands put together like this. Yeah. Ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. The path, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter. So progressive. Um, knowledge of Christ is like the entire scripture, the entire story from Genesis to Revelation all reveals Christ. It's all about Christ, all about him. In the story of Samson, in the story of Moses, in the story of Elisha, Elijah, or it, it's like looking at a picture holistically. When you look at the entire picture, you will see that is all pointing to Christ, praise God. And if you see uh, Proverbs um, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in grace and in knowledge. Grow in grace as a, and in knowledge. When you grow in knowledge, the responsibility, the capacity of your spirit mind is enlarged. Very, very critical that we must grow. Paul, in all his work, in all his revelation, I don't know if people have been able to exceed the revelations of Paul. Many people say they have, but I doubt that they have because of the dimensions that Paul had available. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being confounded to his death. That I may what? Know him. That was his life desire. After all he has come to know, his prayer was that, that he will know him, that he will come to full understanding Let's see the Amplified Version, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians 3, verse 10, the Amplified Version. And this, so that I may know him, then in bracket, experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and in that same way, experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, and that I may share the fellowship of his sufferings by being continually conformed inwardly into his likeness, even to his death, dying as he did. Verse 11, so that I may attain the resurrection that will raise me from the dead. And you see the can you see the, let me, let me, let me paste this, this uh, translation so that you see what I'm seeing. So, so, so rich, 
so so rich. Um, Philippians, ten. Amplified version. And share that with And this, so that I may know him experientially. You know, I talked about the three, um, the three, the four levels of knowledge. The idol, which is the first level. Um, the gnosis. Uh, idol is the, you know, um, just general knowledge. You know, you are just aware of something. It has no impact. Your gnosis is the scientific knowledge. Um, then gnosko is the revelation knowledge. Then epignosis is the experiential knowledge. So what this scripture is saying here is that I may know him experientially. So he's talking about epignosis here. That I may come to full fullness. That I may come to oneness with the knowledge of Christ. You know, there's, there's a level you get to that you become one with knowledge of about a thing. Then any aspect that they come to you concerning that matter, you're able to explain. That I may know him experientially, becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonder more completely. So Paul, in all his knowledge, was still pressing to know God more. But in the scripture we read earlier in Jeremiah chapter 9, Verse 23, say, let not the wise glory in his wisdom, the mighty glory in his might, you know, but he that glory, let him glory, that he understandeth me. And then God gave a bit of introduction to himself. Let me open that, Jeremiah 9, chapter 3. He gave a bit of introduction. While he's saying you should know me, then he said something that we might have missed in passing. Look at what he said. Verse 24. But let him that glory at glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord. So he's introducing himself at another dimension. That I'm the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. So one of the ways to get to know him is to study. That's why we are increasing the knowledge of God that we have by studying his word, being familiar with his word will open you to knowledge. Because from now that we have seen this scripture we just read, what have we learned? We have learned now about God that he exercises loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things he delights. So if I ask you, what do you know about God? One of the things I can say, oh, I know God. Uh, God exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. He delights in these things. You see what I'm. You, you see what I'm saying, right? Are we together? Are we still together? Yes, we are. Yes, mm-hmm. So, so increasing in knowledge of God helps you to increase on many dimensions. The Bible says in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, that we read, it said, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. While I was in Jaws, I had 
uh, I said during our last meeting that I got some fresh insight, fresh dimensions, and I, I didn't have the release to share during the last meeting because the Holy Ghost took over. And so today I want to share some things. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Of verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, someone has asked this question before, but I want us to explore. I asked uh, Papa his perspective on this, and then he said something to me that blew my mind away. I want to blow your own mind too. Just the same way they have blown my mind. But Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Who can tell me what, what, what the Bible is talking about there? What, what's that light? What's that light? Anybody? Anybody? Bible study. May there be light. There's light. Somebody. Anybody. I'll call you. Hmm. Hi, Ellen. Hi, good evening, sir. Good evening, oh, Ellen. Yes, How are sir. you today? I'm good. I'm good, sir. And you? Are you our Helen with L-Y-N? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I didn't change my name. Oh, so you spelled it correctly today. I was wondering, is that a different Helen? <laughs> it's me. Okay, so let them be like, tell me. Um, I'm still looking at it. I'll get back, sir. Uh -huh, you have corrected your name. So it's you that one. It's not. Okay. Let there be knowledge. Okay. And the light was the life of man. Okay. The light can equate to knowledge of him to be released. <laughs> Why is it technological answer? <laughs> Praise God. Okay, you're all correct. The measure. So I had understanding of the light, you know, yeah, like uh, Peggy said, you know, that was the same light. Um, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. I've shared that revelation before. But, you know, so I talked. Uh, Papa, and then he said something amazing. Hmm. Notice thing, you should create anticipation before you drop. You don't just drop. If I let's go on the commercial break, <laughs> they will come back and, and share. Let there be light. You know, I used to think that light was created, but um, now it's corrected and it wasn't created. That light that God said, let there be light. What God was talking about was that light there was Christ. Okay? This is Christ. Was Christ created? No. What God was doing was after Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, the perfection. Whatever God does is perfect. Verse 2, and the earth was without form, Meaning something happened between verse 1 and verse 2. A lot of things happened there. You know, you see them in Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, in Isaiah, and even in the book of Daniel, you see a lot of the things that happened between 1 and 2. 
And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. So you see here that the waters were already created. There was waters already. So this was not the first time that water was created. So meaning there would be creation. There was a first creation in Genesis chapter 1. And something happened. And then everything was scattered. God, God scattered everything. And then and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The revelation that I got uh, talking with Papa concerning this was that God was calling Christ's attention to deal with darkness. Are we together? He was calling the creator. He was calling Christ. He was saying, Jesus, come and attend to this matter. Why? Because darkness is a person. Light is a person. Mm. Darkness is what? A person. And light is a person. Are we still together or am I quiet again today? Okay, we're together. So God was calling the attention of Christ. And I'll show you scripture. Let's go to John chapter 1 so that we'll see. Uh, just hold this Genesis 1. John chapter 1 so that you'll see what scripture was talking about here. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Okay? So in the beginning, the word was the word, Jesus. And the word was with God. So Jesus was with his father. And the word was God. Because there were one. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Hello? All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. I repeat. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So whatever was made, was made by him. Are we together? That's the one I need verbal confirmation. That is sinking in. Yes, are we yeah. getting the picture I'm painting here? Yes, we are. All things were made by him. All, when the Bible talks about all, it's talking about all. And without him was not anything made that was made. So in Genesis 1, verse 3, when darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit moved, then the father called the creator. Light be. And there was and light shut down darkness. And let me, explain, let me show you what happened in Genesis here in John chapter 1, verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, 
and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now go back to Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. What happened? Immediately light came. There was a separation. Darkness gave way. Remember, darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness was raining until the introduction of light. And immediately light came. Darkness dispersed. And that's what was recorded in the book of John, chapter 1. He said, the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Darkness was not able to, to interact with the light because the light was greater. Let me read the Amplified. Let's see if it, it gives us any insight. In him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines. It, the light shines on in the darkness. And the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it. And is unreceptive to it. I see in scripture. So many times you see a scripture in one, one aspect. You see Genesis chapter 1, it just goes on there. But other scriptures are what God uses to amplify or the revelation. So we see in parts. I don't know everything. There are some aspects that you may know that I'm not going to be privy to. Amen? So as, you, as, as we compare notes, then we as a body becomes edified. We become blessed. So what happened in Genesis chapter 1, John saw the revelation and said, the light shined on in darkness, and darkness could not comprehend it. Darkness could not overpower it, because darkness was upon the face of the deep. Amen. Papa just told me that, oh, that was Christ. I was called. I was like, What? Yes, Christ is the creator. So he called his attention, come and deal with this darkness. And then I started to ponder upon it. And then, you know, the scripture in John chapter 1 just opened up to me. It said, wait a minute, that darkness that cannot comprehend is talking about the darkness in Genesis chapter 1. Can we close now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> been about to ask you a question. I'm, I'm sorry, wait. I, I said I know here well. It was Jesus during the cre creation story, or it was God. Please, my head is spinning. Jesus is God. So, like I said, God called the attention of Christ because He is the one. Because John chapter 1 that we just read, without Him was not anything made. So, when He talks of the Creator, Jesus is the Creator. Okay. Okay, sir. Right. I'm with you, sir. Follow me. Follow okay. Me. So, okay. He's the so, for example, I'm building the house, and then I realize that oh, uh, my walls are not aligned, are not straight. Who do I call? I call on the engineer. I don't call on the electrician to fix my wall. You see that? 
You did get it. Uh -huh. So let there be light was not God creating light. Remember, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, there was already darkness. There was already darkness. So, oh, this is good. As I'm talking about it, it's opening up. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, there was already darkness. You see that? Thank you, Tumelaine. Jesus spoke to the people and said, once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Beautiful. John chapter 8, verse 12. I'm the light of the world. So Genesis chapter 1, God in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Full stop. Chapter 2, there was chaos. Right? And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was already ruling. So darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God saw that darkness here. Oh, yeah, light to come and attend to this matter. Like I said, darkness is a person, light is a person. And you've seen from scripture in John chapter 8, verse 12, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Is it not a mystery that in chapter 4, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and call, God called the light day? Tell me, what makes a day? Where are my science students? The sun was not created here. What makes the day? When there is eclipse of the sun, what happens? We are in gross darkness. So if it was talking about the sunlight, then there will not be day without sun. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. So he came and darkness could not comprehend. Darkness was, was swallowed up. Without him, Nothing was made that was made. So you see the interaction. The spirit moved and Christ came. The word and the spirit must go hand in hand. Daniela, go ahead. Um, I wanted to say something because um, I know that it can be confusing sometimes, especially when we don't start from the beginning. Like, you know, mm. in Genesis 1, where it says, in the beginning, God created. The word there, God, means Elohim. And Elohim yeah. is God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's basically understanding that even from the beginning, Jesus was already was there before there. the foundation of yeah. the earth. Then it makes it more understandable that Jesus was the light. Because then we, we come into understanding the role of Jesus and the role of mm. the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And then we understand as we continue to go that the power that created was the Holy Spirit. So it's more easier yeah. to comprehend that Jesus was already there. So it wasn't a thing already that there. appeared from nowhere and came and became oh, like. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because you see in John chapter 1 that we read, in the beginning, so John chapter 1 had a revelation of the creation as well. How did Moses get a revelation? Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Was he there? No, nobody was there. No man was created in Genesis chapter 1. 
But when he had an encounter with the Lord, when he was with the Lord, waiting on God, and then God said, I will show you my past. I'll show you my back, meaning I'll show you the past. And then God showed him in a vision, and I started to write. In the beginning, God created the heaven. Darkness was. There are some things that he saw. But if you look at the book of Revelation, there are some things that he saw, that John saw, that the angel told him, seal this one up. It's not to be known. So it's not everything that is written. It's not everything that is known. Amen? Praise God. And then he started to write. He started to write. John chapter 1 also had the revelation of the creation. In the beginning was the world. And the world was with God. And the world was God. Elohim. The Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. Three in one. Like I said, verse 2. Darkness was already there. So darkness will not be before Christ. Not possible. So darkness was ruling because God destroyed the world at that time. And then he said, oh yeah, creator, come. The Holy Ghost, the power moved. Just like when you pour the fuel and then you light the fire. Oof. Praise God. Is somebody getting blessed today? Yes, sir. Gaining something? So the spirit and the word, they go together. That was the first one that uh, Papa told me. Then there's, there's another one that I had a conversation with. Uh, how many of you know Panam Pasipor? If you know him, can you just uh, signify by the waving of your hands? Panam Pasipor. Hmm. Okay, Ellen does. So, so a gospel singer, for those that don't know, you can Google him and check on YouTube. He has wonderful songs. And I had, a, I had a, an opportunity to sit with him, myself, Papa, and Mama. We sat and talked for a while, and he told us some beautiful stories. Oof. Any man that you see that has been long with God and is still in strong, ask him a story. There's a story. Apparently, he's actually um, uh, Papa's mentor's younger brother. And there's a long list. So, uh, Papa, Reverend Joseph Akaya, his father in the Lord is late now, Reverend Philip Mukunga, Philip Paul Mukunga. Anna Pasipo is the direct younger brother to. Reverend Philip Paul Mukunga. So, Pana Pasipo is my spiritual grand uncle. <laughs> so, we sat with him and we had an opportunity to talk about his journey. He's been there since the 80s. Okay. And then he told us a story about, I'm not going to share all the details. But I just want to share some insight of revelation that he got. His brother was obviously a prophet and um, very strong prophet that raised up uh, Papa Kayan. And so, so he, God raised him up to be a worship singer and everything. So, and he's very intelligent, very brilliant, very brilliant. You know, shared some of his stories in the 80s. So, 
and I'm just going to skip to the good part. So he, for three years, he was struggling, he was really struggling, struggling. He was already married with kids in 1982, from 82 to 85. And he was already, you know, he was struggling with his children. And he said for three months, him and his wife, they fed on just mango, right? You know, so, but so he was waiting on God. This is the aspect that is really interesting to us. Was waiting on God and then he waited on the Lord for, you know, every time he was praying, Lord, why am I struggling? Why am I doing this? God said to him, Read my word. They said, Which one is read my word? I always read the thing I don't understand. And God's response is, Read my word. Every time he was praying. And when he was speaking, I remembered many years ago when, when I was still in my wilderness experience. Every time the Holy Ghost would speak to me, he said, take him more of my word. Take him more of my word. I said, how do they look? You know, it's just like saying, drink water. Drink water. You know, if you are thirsty, water is nice. But when you are not thirsty, water is a burden. You know what I'm talking about? Take him taking my word. So it was like, what kind of God is this one that does with taking my word? I'm reading the word and I'm not, it's not making sense. A lot of things happen that I'm not going to bore you with. A lot of good things happen. A lot of great things happen. But so out of frustration, because uh, he had to couldn't pay his rent, he was kicked out. Stayed with a friend for six months. They kicked him out. So he had to go to his brother's house, which is Reverend Philip Mokunga, back then. And um, they knew that his brother would not kick him out. So he, out of anger, so he decided to wait on God. He went into a fast. I hope everyone is hearing me clearly. And everyone confirmed that you hear me clearly? Yes, sir. Can I hear you? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Thank you. And then he went into a fast out of anger. So this word that you say I should take in, I will take in this word there. You know, you are trusting God, and God is like taking the word. Then started to, so he said he, he just went under a, a tree, sat down with the word, started to read the Bible from 7 a.m. Here are my people, to 7 p.m. That day, 12 hours he was reading the word. Mm -hmm. Someone is saying, eh? Yes. 12 hours. The first day, 7 a.m. As in no distraction, no nothing. Just read it. He said, this word, he said, I should read it. I will read this word. Even you beg me to stop. That was his mindset. Wanted to just show God that God has done what he's saying and nothing is happening. The second time, second day, day two, started again, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., reading the word. And you know, for those of us that have started to study Genesis, suddenly you see that, look, this book is not as complex as I thought. You know, just something just keeps keeping you away from the world. It's beginning to get interesting. Things begin to open up and you start to see great things, just like Benny said. And I'm sure every one of you that have been doing it have been having the same experience. It becomes interesting. You are like, wait a minute, this is there. And so it's just reading it. Like I said, it's like this time that I'm saying read the word. I'm not saying read it for... For revelation. Revelation will talk revelation during Bible study. Because if you want to do revelation, 
not everybody will be. I just, just read it. Just let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's the goal for this exercise. Just let the word dwell in you. Let it be there, whether you know what it is you're doing or not. Children do not like uh, medicine or their vitamins and everything because to them it's bitter, even or less sweet. They have no understanding of what it does for them. But once it gets into their system, it's able to regulate. If they are sick, they get better, whether they understand it or not, right? So that's the goal. When the word of God is in you, whether you understand the reason or let it just dwell, let it do the work it needs to do. Let the word of Christ dwell in your richness. That's what we dealt with last week. The third day, it now became like, well, it's the word now. It only carried a bottle of water. You know, that was the third day, 7 a.m., we went again. As usual, thought it was a usual day, but it was not. He opened the Bible. He was reading uh, Timothy, the book of 2 Timothy. As he just opens it and starts to read, poof, he was in a vision. <laughs> Not vision. He was in a location. And he was in front, oh my goodness. He was in front of an entrance of a small room, right? And then he sees a young boy on a desk writing and an elderly man with his hand at his back and then with uh, this yeah, turban and with a coat facing the room and speaking the words, and the young boy was writing. And anybody tell me who that was? Anybody? No. <laughs> so I say Panam. Pana was in the vision, was in the was the one he was standing at the entrance of the door looking at what was going on. No, not Holy Spirit, not Moses. The book is Second Timothy. No, that's his brother. Paul, thank you. Mm -mm. Paul. So scripture became life to him. He wasn't reading, he was reading in the physical. But God took him to when that scripture was written. <laughs> oh, glory. She filled the first example she gave now. Amen. He was transported in the spirit to the location when Paul was dictating the letter. So there was a young boy sitting on it like a desk writing, and Paul put his hand on his back with his turban and a coat, pacing the room, dictating the letter to Timothy, and then the boy was going writing. So he enters this room, sees this sight, fear, he came back, and he was back in his self, looking at the book, so Jesus Christ, what is this? What is this? He said, no. This, is this real? Is this not real? Is it real? He said, no, he gathered courage to look again. He immediately put his eyes on the scripture. He's back in that room. And as he's, as Paul was speaking, he was reading what Paul was writing. Am I communicating today? <laughs> this happened in 1985, 84. 
Then this, it was too overwhelming for him. He came back out of the vision again. Was like, ah. He looked left, looked right, nobody. Now so, he looked again. So he now gathered courage that this time he will stay and wait and read. Then he went back again, stayed longer, but watched scripture. He watched the emotions. He watched the way the words were chosen. He saw Paul communicating his heart to his son. What happened? Scripture came alive to him. Three days, 12 hours, 12 hours. The third day, this happened. His eyes were open. And then after I saw, finished reading that, he came back like, whoa. So now I so said, let me see if this thing is really work because you know, natural is just like a toy you just discovered. I'm telling you firsthand, just to, the man is the one that told me, not someone he told, he was the one telling us. And I'm not sure he has shared this with a lot of people. So it's private and confidential information. And then he said, let me see if this is really real. Then he goes to, at that point, any book he opens to, he travels there in the spirit. Hmm. Mm. So good. Then he, he said, Let me see this one. He went to the book of Revelations. So let me see this one. He made the open Revelation chapter one. Poof! He was in front of the cave where John the beloved was. The courts, he saw everything you know that happened. How uh, John the was seated and you know and then he, he witnessed as the angel came still be light and immediately John the beloved saw saw the angel say ah he by he prostrated to worship him <laughs> because some of you that want to see the way you see it you know why they always tell people fear not <laughs> John the beloved the one that walked with Jesus prostrated to worship Prostrated to worship uh, the angel. And then he said, Angels are so powerful. He said, The angel, <laughs> this is how he described it. He said, The angel picks the shirt of John like this, as if he was picking uh, paper. He just picked him like this from the ground, picked him up, and told him, No, don't do this. Don't let the master or don't let the Lord see this. You remember that scripture in Revelations, right? When the angels say we are but we are fellow servants, you know what? Hey, you know the revelation of that scripture. Let me open it. Let me let me be following the angels as they are, as they are going there. Let me say go there. Revelation chapter one. Pila susterene secretish kepele di alabakos. Oh, Jesus. That was a verse. Just a second. Let me look for it. Okay. Made us kings and priests to keep peace. Looking for that part where he said, and we're like, okay, yes, verse 17. Verse 17. This scripture came alive. And when I saw him, I 
I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand on me, saying unto me, Fear not. No, this is Jesus. I'm looking for the one that the angel came. Can't find where I can't find where, where that is. Where he say, I'm your fellow servants. Uh, I want to explain that revelation so that you understand what it means. Okay, yes, yeah, Revelations 22. Revelations 22. Revelations 22, verse 9. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Timelay. He says, so, but he said, no, don't worship me. You know, if you see verse, um, the verse before, let's read from verse 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See, thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of the book, worship God. You see that? So what that angel was, was signifying here, he said, I'm your fellow servant. He wasn't saying... You and I are both servants. No, what he's saying is, I am the servant of God, right? If you align to be his servant, then I'm your fellow servant. Does that make any difference from, oh, just, oh, I'm your fellow servant? Angels are first loyal to God. If you are in God's perfect will, then they work for you. If you are outside of God's will, then they don't work for you. Praise God. Do you, did you get what I'm saying? Anybody understand what I'm saying? I am your fellow servant. I am the servant of God. If you submit to God, then we are fellow servants. But if not, we are not. Let me show you another scripture. Uh, Joshua. Joshua chapter 5, verse 14. Let me show you something powerful about angels. Joshua chapter 5, verse... Okay, let's read verse 13. Joshua 5, 13. Joshua 5, 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as, a, as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. You see that? Are you for me? Are you for my enemies? You say, I'm neither, I'm not for both of you. I'm here as captain, I'm from another army. Is somebody gaining something today? I'm from another army. I'm not for you, Joshua. I'm not for your enemies. Who did God send that angel to come and help? Is, it, is the children of Israel. 
So you should have said, oh, I'm for you. But their assignment is very clear to them. They do not, for, they don't even mistake to say they are for you. If you are with God, if you are for God, if you submit and align your will and purposes to God, then they, they are for you. But if not, their assignment, their loyalty to God. So I'm your fellow servant, me, and the servant of God. If you are part of this, if you are a servant of God too, then I'm with you. We are fellow servants. But if not, or you, you are from your state. Praise God. So very critical. He said, Are you? Let me read this translation. And Joshua went up to him. Are you friend or foe? Are you with us or neither one? I'm not your friend. I'm not your foe. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell at his face and said, I am at your command. So he submitted and aligned his will and purpose to the will of God. Praise God. So he saw what happened there, life and direct. He saw it. He saw at the angel picked up John's coat from the back. He said, don't, do the, don't let the master, don't let the Lord see this. Your fellow servant, if you are also alive. You know, that was the second. And then, so it, it was intriguing for him to see that every scripture, he went through many scriptures. I was only able to hear three. I want to talk to him again and hear a lot more. And who, who knows if it's possible that I can bring him a Bible study. Is that possible? Is that his family now, his granduncle? How many of you will like that? Let me see. Okay, nobody, okay. Don't bother that. And then the other, <laughs> I know, I know. I want to hear more. The other revelation he saw was very amazing. That changed my life. That changed my perspective about God. I want to hear from two people voluntarily. I'm not going to call anybody, please. When you read scripture, the book of Exodus, and you read about the Ten Commandments. In what voice do you think God was speaking it? Anybody? The Ten Commandments. Just two people, please. Just share your thoughts on God's mood. God's mood. Was he angry? Was he... What voice? You know, I'm not talking about the Hollywood voice that you've seen about the Ten Commandments. Anybody, please? Elio, Eli, Elio. When you when you hear the Ten Commandments. Maybe, okay, let's put the Ten Commandments up. It's in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verses, uh, let's see. Yeah. Mm. Exodus 20, verse, where is it? Verse 12. 
verse 12. Got it? Thank you, Timele. Nobody wants to give me uh, God's voice. Anybody? Daniela, I've been above both of you. God's voice or what tone did you think? Yes, yeah, what was the tone when it was reading? So you, you can see the, the scripture here. So um, just in, in, in your, your, your imagination, how you feel, how you feel that God gave that commandment, just whatever, whatever way. So begin from honor your father and your mother. Daniela, you're going first. Daniela? You're muted. Are you practicing the voice first? Where's Daniela? Before you, yeah, before you heard it, just <laughs> before you heard the expo, I keep hearing it is about good mood. <laughs> yeah, to me, let me hear your spark mood. <laughs> to me, yes, quickly, quickly, so that we'll finish and wait. I want to hear your, your because the, the, the concept of God you have determines a whole lot in your, in your work with him. It determines a whole lot in your relationship with him. Very, very key. Very, very key. Timelaine, we're waiting for you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Am I supposed to say this back? <laughs> yeah. Super book. Yes, I mean, it's just the way this, I mean, this yeah. book projects it, like, you know, like, um, I mean, it's thunderous and calm, calm at the same time, very authoritative, you know, and direct, very mm. precise. So, no, just, uh, just want to hear because some people don't know what's about me. Please, just give us your rendition of it, please. Oh, my goodness. Can I do that now? Yes. Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ's strength. <laughs> okay, so let me read this. Okay, so you want me to read this in Superbook mood? In the mood, yes. The mood you believe. Ah. The mood you think. <laughs> Not everything, though, just maybe one or two. One or two of them. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I'm hearing it, but how do I do that? Okay, okay, let's let's do it this way now. How do you think when you read that scripture, super book mode or personal revelation, how yeah. do you think God yeah. sounded when he was giving this command? That's the goal. Okay, so um coming forth precisely as as you know, giving the commands, um, mm -hmm. um loud, authoritative. Precise. At the same time, calm. Yeah. yeah. So give me your, your rendition of it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, there's no right or wrong way. 
I just okay, someone needs to help me out here. <laughs> no, someone else will give good or there. It's it's very key, like I said, it unlocks something when I share the revelation of this scripture. Okay. But I want I want to get your thoughts. How when you read it, you know, there is obviously a way Hollywood has conditioned God's voice to be one way. You know, sure. our personal revelation of scripture has also conditioned them another way. I just want to hear yours. Like I said, there's no right and there's no wrong. So, so the line I'm giving you, your line is, honor your father and your mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land of the Lord, the land the Lord your God is giving you. Take two, action. <laughs> okay, I'll just in turn. Okay, um, okay, no. Um, honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land. No, I'm not getting it. It doesn't even sound right. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. That, that's how you feel God was communicating, right? Yes, but deeper. I guess in a deeper sense, you know. So, yeah. so you say, oh, no, your father and your mother. Yeah, yeah like more masculine. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Um, Ibinabo, your turn. I literally said it will. <laughs> I don't. But I just. I'm not sure God just, said it um, will in Exodus 22. There was no a will there. What's there? No, no Exodus 20. There was no a will. Okay. <laughs> but I just feel like it sounds like, you know, your father who is stern, but yet in the calm, you know, man, are telling you, do not do this then you would do this. That's how I hear it. So that's the best I can come up. Why are you guys avoiding... <sighs> Maybe I'm not communicating. When you read it, okay, I think it was quiet, quiet, just in tone. I can't... I can't read... I need to hear your thoughts. My thoughts, whenever I read, is honor your father, your mother, and this, this thou shalt not steal. <laughs> That's my thoughts. You know, when when I read it, like, oh, we are free. Okay, and um, even about you're still escaping. Your, I need to hear yours quickly. So you got it already. I don't know how else to do it. No, that's my own rendition, not yours. Do yours. Hey, God. Um, Honor your father and your mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Uh, Yes. So that's that's your perception. Of God, yes. right? And yes. especially okay, then then when you said do not commit adultery, tell me, give me your, your rendition. It's like it's holding your ears. <laughs> do not mm-hmm. commit adultery. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Lola. Hi Lola. Hello, Lola. It's you. You're the only Lola here. Good evening. Hello. 
good evening oh hello so thou shalt not commit adultery take two action thou shalt not commit adultery <laughs> was god laughing too he was please ask i'm I'm shouting because my voice is quite low, but I'm sure he said okay. it authoritatively because okay. it was important and he wanted them to hear the points. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Man. So I needed, I needed us to go through that just because from the conversation that I had and what I heard and what I'm about to share, it changed my whole perspective about scripture because Hollywood and the movie industry and sometimes Nollywood has shaped our perception of God and then the ideals that we have and the thoughts that we have of God is no longer the original state. We get it from a movie, from someone's idea, what they have converted. And now every time God speaks in any movie. He speaks with a baritone voice, with a thunder. No. I've been fortunate enough to hear the voice of the Father once. <laughs> I don't want to hear again. No, it's not the same way. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is. is let me just say the Holy Ghost voice is people-friendly voice. It's human-friendly. Did you not read in scripture that when God told the children of Israel in the book of Exodus that they should come, he wants to talk to them. When the smoke came, the thunder came, dark clouds, dark clouds, I repeat, God came in dark cloud. Because anything we see is dark, we say, oh, it's the devil. Let's let do a reorientation of our minds. Your ideals, your, your concepts, your imaginations should come from scripture. A friend of mine called me and said, I want to meditate on God. How do I do it? And every time I want to do it, only the picture of Jesus in the movies, the Hollywood actor, comes to mind as Jesus. And I said, you are doing it wrong. Meditation comes from the word of God. Take a scripture and meditate on the scripture. That's it. The word has conditioned. Tell 80% of Christians, what does Jesus look like? And they point the image of an actor. That's what comes to mind as Jesus. Why Hollywood has been able to paint a picture so good that that becomes people's spiritual experiences. And then many people say Jesus appeared to them and it looks like the actor. Praise God. Comfort. Go ahead. Very critical. Okay, so I have I have different opinions and I would share them different, like I would share them based on so we all know that when Jesus was on earth, right, he spoke like a man, probably had a normal voice. But then mm -hmm. in Revelation, when John saw him, he said his voice sounded like many waters. 
Yeah. When God revealed himself to Moses, I'm sure he was gentle and calm. But when God revealed himself on that mountain, the Bible, it was, it was terrifying. So I think God mm-hmm. is who, I think God shows up how he wants to, like that's what I just feel. Like if God wants to be a warrior, he comes up as a warrior, he comes up with a warrior voice. Mm-hmm. So I think he reveals to himself differently. So Jesus will say I'm mm-hmm. the light. Tomorrow mm-hmm. he will say I'm the shepherd. Okay. He will say he's a path. So I think God reveals himself according to the circumstance. So um, one of my, well, so my pastor in church said, the first time he saw God, he saw God as a 30-year-old man. And, and he always mm. imagined, he said in his mind, he always imagined God to be like an old man, wife, long beard. And mm, what, what beard. came to my mind, yes, was that if Jesus in the prime of his life was 33, then why do we think God is old? Because at that age was when Jesus' ministry was mm. in the fullness, right? That's when. So I think, I think yeah. it's like a child, right? If you believe God to be blue, he'll reveal himself to you as blue until you come to mm. the perfect understanding and see him as he is. So sometimes I think mm. God is just patient with us and he reveals himself to us so that he doesn't freak us out. Or, you know, if he needs, like, if you see a wounded child, if you see a child that is wounded and doesn't trust mm. you, you lower your stance, mm. you lower your voice, you, yeah. you adjust yourself so the child gains that trust. So I, I think, I think mm. God, I think God reveals himself to us depending on our ability to take him in. So it's like water. Mm. God, that's why I love the, I love the concept of water. Water is fluid. It can be ice. It can be steam. It can be liquid. Yeah. But it is, mm-hmm. it is, it is H two O at any point in time, right? So I think mm-hmm. sometimes God, mm-hmm. in His mercy, He mm. like when um like there's so many times in the Bible when God when like when um God gave the law and those they were they were a family of girls that had no male child and they came back to Moses mm. and said our father's property will go to somebody else. And Moses went back to God and was like, mm. God, and God was like, oh, based on this condition, give them this. So I don't think mm. God is true in himself, but I think in his mercy, mm. he, he, takes this, he takes a form that we can relate to. So when Jesus came, he came mm. as a man. When God he reveals himself to us, he, reveals, he doesn't come in his full glory all the time. He comes as, mm. so I, I, I don't know, I just think God can, I, it depends on your relationship with him. If I'm speaking to my husband when I marry, it's be different from how I speak to your congregation. It's be different from how I reply oh. to my boss. So I think yeah. the relationship we have with God at a certain point in time depicts. So for David, I'm sure mm. God was a lover to David. Like, like mm. and then to some disobedient, those guys that he opened the ground to swallow, I'm sure he was a different totally voice. So yeah, I just <laughs> I just think I just that's how I just picture it. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's 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 correct on extent, but still, uh, the same you speaking to your spouse, the same you speaking to your children, speaking at the altar, has the same essence of your voice. Even if you are shouting, you are low, still the same oil of your voice. Okay, God the Father <laughs> is a glorious God. God the Father. Yes, if he appears to you in a different form, uh, you, you guys should try and see this movie, um, The Shark, S-H-A-C-K, very, very amazing movie. I'm sure some of you have seen it. You know, when the man had daddy issues, God appeared to him as a woman, you know. So those are, you know, essence and all that. But I'm talking about the God, God, God's voice. <laughs> God's voice is not loud, though. It's not baritone. But you have you ever heard a voice that is gentle, but yet can shatter glass, but it's not loud. 
So his, his, the power of his voice is not in the loudness. You get what I'm saying? It, it, that's why it says like the voice sounds like the voice of trumpets. They sound like oh, there are no words to describe God's voice. You know, okay. so that's why when the children of Israel, when the children of Israel heard it, they said, "Go, go and talk to Moses. Let Moses, whatever Moses tells us, we would <laughs> believe." You know, so it's very, very interesting. You know, so I'm privileged to hear that voice once. I just turned to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, I love you. Just be speaking to me because, oh my goodness, you know. So, but the essence of this, of, of, of the story I was saying, uh, Delphine, you, you, you raised your hand. Delphine, you want to say something? Hello, Delphine. Hey there. Firm and authoritative, I like that same way. The Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Ghost voice is firm. Acts chapter 13. Now separate me, Paul and Barnabas, to their assignments that I've called them for. The Holy Ghost is firm, is God. Now the Lord is that spirit. You know, so this guy opens the book of Exodus and then he sees, you know, when God was giving Moses a law. And you know, and you know what he saw? He saw a man holding or a mighty man holding Moses, you know, like an embrace, a side embrace, and was explaining the essence of the law. Look at what he said. Uh, from verse. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You see, so God was not saying, oh, honor your father and mother. No, no. He was explaining the reason. Why? Because these are laws or principles that are already in existence. These are laws that, I'm going to explain something very powerful, right? These are principles that are, are there already because the world is founded on principles. You know, even whatever God has said, even God cannot take it back. That's how it works. The integrity of his name is, you know, his, he has exalted his word above his name. That's the law. So he's explaining the laws that govern the earth, heaven, to Moses to tell the people. So it's not like the Ten Commandments, no, thou shalt not do this, if not, you'll die. No, no. Say, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So by the principle of honor of your parents, you can access long life. So anyone that wants to die young, should dishonor their parents. From the place, thank you, Timile, from the place of love. So he loved us so much. Even then, when they were still very stiff, they were stiff-necked people. Praise God. You shall not mother. You shall not commit adultery. This is the part that I explained. Or oh, let me explain, you shall not steal first. You shall not steal. So he saw when God was telling Moses, tell the people, I shall not steal. 
And then another scripture opened up. As he was watching this vision, another scripture opened up. Uh, the scripture where it says that the borrower is servant to the lender. You remember the scripture? So you should not, you shall not steal because the borrower is servant to the lender. And then while he was saying that, while the borrower is servant to the lender, he said, now the borrower is the one that stands in front of the lender to borrow legally, yet he's servant to him. He said, then you that go to steal, you are below the servants to the owner. And then God was saying, whatsoever the person who's uh, uh, stolen, whatever he says, God was saying, even heaven cannot contradict it. That's why thou shalt not steal. Are we together? That's why he said he saw, he saw it. Life. So, the borrower is servant to the lender. What does that mean? If you're servant to a lender, that means you do the bidding. In fact, you know now, <laughs> you, you have a WhatsApp status and then someone that you are owing is on the WhatsApp status. Can you post a picture that says, living my best life? <laughs> when you know the person will see that status. You cannot live your best life when you are owing. Never. <laughs> or you just have a nice picture, but just, you just want to say something, you want to encourage, and you know someone that you are owing, you are restricted. Then it says, then you that comes to steal, you are lower than the servant. And then God was telling Moses, don't steal. Thank you. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. This scripture opened up by the side of thou shalt not steal when he was having that vision. Praise God. You know, and then he said, that so the, 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 the thief is lower than servant to the owner. And then whatever curse the person leads, even heaven cannot stop it from coming to pass. Because there is a law, it's a principle. So the commandments are, are coined based from the principles, spiritual principles or spiritual laws that are in place. One of the law for you to live long, honor your father and your mother, so that your days will be long. That's the law. Praise God. So he was advising him, you should not steal because you become subject to whatever he says with his mouth, the owner, whatever he says. And remember, scripture said the cost, costless shall not stand. You see, the, you see how scripture is tied together. The curse, costless, shall not stand. Meaning, if there's no reason for a curse, if I did not steal your thing, and you are being cursed on me, you can't walk. I didn't, I didn't offend you in the realm of the spirit. There is no legal ground for your curse to walk on me. But if I did something to you, ah, there's, there's ground. That's why the Bible said the curse. I think that's in Proverbs. So. Because costless shall not stand. So are you seeing the perspective? So God is advising the children of Israel that look for this journey that you are on. These are the things, the rules and regulations. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's why Jesus 
said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. So our redemption by grace is where Christ fulfilled the law. Then in him, we are fulfilling the law. He said, I didn't come to abolish the law. Many people have thought, they've been teaching that, oh, we are no longer under law. We are under grace. Yes, but Jesus, who came to fulfill the law, said, I did not come to abolish the law. So the law still stands. So if I honor my father and my mother, then my days will be long. Thank you, Timelay. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved cause will not land on its intended victim. I love this translation, New Living Translation. An undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. But if you are deserving, it will first dig foundations before it can land. Praise God. And then the final one I'll talk about from the revelations that Anand Pasipur shared with me is that shall not commit adultery. Oh, when he explained it, oh my goodness. How many of you know what the word adultery, where, where, where it came from? How many of you know what the root word of adultery is? Anybody? It's an English word, not a Greek word. Or... Adultery. Adultery. Thank you. Adultery. Let me look for the dictionary to see what adultery means. And I got that explanation like this, oh Jesus. Adultery. Adultery means it means to, to corrupt, to debase. You see that? Or make impure. Or make impure by the addition of a foreign or inferior substance or elements, especially to prepare for sale by replacing more valuable, less valuable, or inert ingredients. He was in the same plight. Okay, so this is just giving. Let me let me let me copy this explanation and give <laughs> to corrupt, to debase, to make something impure or alter its original form. Mm. Oh, go to the nearest store and get buy malts for yourself and drink it. I'll pay whenever I come here. To adulterate means to make something impure or alter its original form by adding materials or elements that aren't usually part of it, especially inferior ones. So God, when God was saying, do not commit adultery, he was telling the people, do not debase the quality of your destiny. Do not mix. Hmm. And two should become one, meaning... was opening up to him in that vision as he was seeing God telling him. And God was explaining the reason why he should not commit adultery. So for every time adultery 
takes place. So this is the explanation he gives. So for example, if I'm called to be a prophet, right? My full essence is prophet, right? And then another lady, is called, her full essence is, let's say to be a nurse. Let me use the exact example he gave. To be a nurse and then we commit adultery. What happens is we mix, we dilute the essence of destiny. We dilute it. So now we exchange. You see that soul ties. I've thought, I know about soul ties. I've thought on it and I, I, I even thought that, oh, we can pray and counsel. Prayer does not break soul ties. So I'll tell you what breaks. Prayer does not break soul ties. I'll tell you what. So adultery. So then I give her fifty percent profits and take fifty percent loss. See that? That's the vision that God showed him. That's what he was seeing as God was telling Moses in the explanation. So now I'm no more hundred percent profit. So if I'm supposed to manifest as a prophet, I should be one of the most accurate prophets, you know, but I've diluted it. I'm now carrying nothing. What does not concern my destiny? And I carry it. I'm walking up and down. Then I go and mix with, let me just say, a lawyer again. Then I, so you keep diluting and diluting and diluting to the point. You know how you mix concentrates. You mix it and mix and mix until the essence, the original essence, one percent or two percent and then people now come and try to manifest the destiny at one percent capacity when your destiny required hundred percent Hello. Anybody home? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everyone was quiet. I was wondering. So you see, you see the things that the reason why the devil keeps fighting to ensure because if I'm fulfilling destiny in my full capacity, the impact will be out of this world. So now the devil is corrupting children very early to dilute their potential. So the devil is after your potential. So where, imagine people with body count of 500. They have lost their identity. They have lost themselves. In fact, they will, it may get to a point where they are now 100% of another person's destiny. They carry it to manifest. That's why God was telling us Genesis, Exodus 20. Don't adulterate your destiny. Shocked. I said, I know so time. You meaning, you know, you when you have sex with someone, you know, then you you exchange many things. You know, I've heard teachings where they say you carry their problems through their curses and all those things. You know, but I'm telling you the one that was shared with you. Meaning the destiny, the essence. So if you're supposed to be a doctor, you go and mix with, uh, <laughs> you 
you know, those people that like uh, this house, house help people <laughs> mix with house help. I carry a bit of house help in there. You know, it's not even a funny story. I was intrigued. And the word is right there, adultery. Adultery is clearly stated there, but people will still see that's the one they want to do. That's the one that is luring them. That's the one drawing them into. Don't commit adultery for your own sake, for your own destiny. And then I asked the question, sir, this is so tired, so yeah. How do you break it? Prayer? He said, no. I was shocked because I've been teaching prayer. I've prayed it. Hope not everybody knows me here. Because in the past, I had quite some body counts. So imagine if I had known this early enough. Imagine the dimension of, of manifestation. And guess what he said was the reason. So he asked God, when God was showing him this, so how do you, we that have spoiled, let me use the word there, we that have spoiled before we got to know about adultery, adultery and all those things, we that have spoiled before we got to know the truth. What can we do? Is it too late for us? And they said, no. There is a process in chemistry. Now I'm going to need my chemist there. There's my wife, baby. Hey there. You're going to help me explain that. Uh -huh. So you help me explain that process, that chemistry process. When you acid and uh, what, what do you say this reaction when you react acid and base mm -hmm. in the presence of a catalyst to get salt and water mm -hmm. okay. so under the proper um conditions um that's when the um the experiments can produce the um salt and water so to get back the acid and the base, you back titrates. And so you need mm -hmm. the presence of the fire. Fire so, one and two. Water. Fire and water, right? Yeah, the... the um, so the word I'm looking for is... Go ahead. Yeah, so the word I'm looking for is back titrate. Is that the word? Yes, sir. To get things back, like get the original um, um, compounds that you originals. Thank you. Thank you. So that's why it's good to marry an industrial chemist. But when you are preaching and you want to enter area that you have zero idea of important. So, so he asked God and said, okay, so we are, what happens to we that are lost before we got to know this? And God, so he made a, a vision of a chemistry lab open before him. And then this process that he was explaining, you know, there's a reverse, you know, chemistry formation, but God was using chemistry to explain. But the two things that God pointed out in that reaction was water was added, fire was added. And I'm sure you know what those two represent. Water, the word, water of the word, washing of the word and the fire of the spirit. So intense fellowship is what breaks off these things and then reconfigures you back to your original state. 
Intense fellowship, I repeat. Intense fellowship where the fire of the Holy Spirit is present and the water of the word of God is present. The mixture of both. You being in that atmosphere over and over again is what returns you back to your full essence, not prayer. That's what returns you to your original state, not prayer. Intensity of fellowship, the intensity of the fire. So the more the fire, the more the word, the more you can come back to that place of your original destiny. Some of you were here when I shared my story. When God delivered, when Jesus appeared to me, I was deep down in the bottom of the ocean. I was living, I was doing activity, physically present here. But I was down at the bottom of the ocean, tied with the lady that I was dating at that time. We were both tied at the bottom of the ocean, deep down the bottom of the ocean. I was there, like I said, in the physical, I was moving about. But my soul was down there in the bottom of the ocean. And then the, Jesus appeared with thousands of angels, real life situation. I might say thousands, millions, to the point that the angels were like shafts of light. They were, they were so much that they were like dot, dot, dot. The demon that was holding us ransom and holding us hostage there, immediately the, the cloud of the water, right? You get what I'm saying? Just looking above. When it started to shake and then, poof, and Jesus came and Jesus was there sitting on the throne and angels everywhere. The devil he disappeared because I looked to see if he was still there. He, 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 he disappeared. And you could see Jesus' face. He wasn't, he wasn't impressed. He sent me to the earth to make impact in the lives of people, but I was following woman about. I was down on the bottom of the ocean. And then he signaled one angel. Then the angel came. And then immediately the angel touched me or just touched me. The whatever chain or whatever they used to time just fell off and he brought me not with the girl brought me to him and then he asked me do you want to stay or do you want to go back do you want to stay not stay in the chain just do i want to stay on the assignment that he sent me on the earth to do or do i want to come back to heaven with if i had said i wanted to come back something would have happened i would have died maybe i would have fallen sick whatever but I said, no, I'll just stay. That's why I'm here today. His face, he was not impressed. He was not pleased. Why? I went to, I was mingling and messing about with a glorious destiny. He had to come by divine orchestration and calm himself to set. And then he's just. When I said I wanted to go back, so he signaled the angel to take me out of there. And then they disappeared. And the angel took me and we started to travel. I could hear the wings of the angel. We're traveling underwater, brethren. I was breathing, I was talking, but I was underwater. We're traveling to the surface of the water for more than 10, 15 minutes at top speed. So imagine if I was swimming by human strength. Who knows how long before I get to the surface? 
And after a while, I got to the point, you know, got to the point where, you know, I saw the skylines and then the angel took me out. We flew, I was the wings of the angel, you know, and then dropped me in the garden. And then the angel took off and flew. And then in that vision, then I walked to a certain place. I saw the girl that I was dating that I was underwater with, she was there. And then she said to me, where have you been? Everybody have been looking for you for four years. And to be honest with you, for four years of my life, I can't, I can't account for four years of my life. I cannot, four years, real life story, I can't account for four years. I was here living, doing things, but I can't pinpoint and say, okay, for these four years, this is what I was doing. I don't know. Underwater, my soul was there, my physical body was here, just walking about. These things are real. Living, thank you, Helen, living below who we must be. Many people have diluted their destiny, diluted the soul to the point where they, they now have identity crisis. But thank God they didn't leave us there. Verse is intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. The word of God. Yeah, we are talking of the word. We are reading the word and being in his presence. Intense, you know, prayer also creates the atmosphere. But the fire and the word must those are what causes that reaction to get you back. So the longer you stay, the more you are conformed into your original state so that you can manifest destiny. I hope this information is blessing you like it did me. So the conversation we just had briefly, I, want, I wanted to sit and hear all his experiences in scripture. This was the few I could, I could pick. Some other things are just private. God was saying, don't commit adultery because you are adultery. The potential of your destiny. Go and look at all the hotels. You see adulteration taking place. That's one of the biggest selling markets of the enemy. Lost sex. Even men of God are targeted. You see, you hear men of God had sex with their you know, members and all sorts. Adulterating the power. Let me even tell you, for some, I don't know if it has happened to you, but it used to happen to me back in the day. Every time I receive any impartation in my spirit, every time back then, maybe I go for a meeting, they call me out and they lay hands on me and pray, and the power of God comes on me. That night, I will have sex in a dream. Take that deposit. In fact, anytime I just see impartation, I just know what's coming that night. And you, of course, you know it's not by your, I won't, I'm not going to, no, no. Every night, In fact, I have impartation in the dream. They will still come and collect. It's almost like if they will just wait the time I, I, I just get impacted. Come and take the essence. And when I wake up, I feel weak. And I know I've lost something. 
final scripture for tonight, Proverbs 31. Proverbs chapter 31. Is someone getting blessed tonight? Anybody getting blessed tonight? Yes, sir. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 3. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroy kings. That's what the Proverbs 31 woman is saying to her son. So if it was a daughter she was talking to, she would have said, give not your strength to men. So it's not about just women. Give not thy strength unto women. It's called strength. It's called strength. It's called strength. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that we destroy kings. Kings with S. So there is a way that destroys king. Oh, let me see this translation. It's interesting. The passions. So keep yourself sexually pure from the promiscuous wayward woman. Don't waste your strength. Hey, look at this translation. Don't waste the strength of your anointing on those who ruin kings. You will live to regret. Amplify, do not give your generative strength to women, neither foreign wives in marriages of alliance of nor concubine, nor your ways to that which destroy kings. I like the, the passion translation. Don't waste the strength of your anointing on those who real kings. Samson, the great man, nobody has been anointed like Samson. In terms of strength, physical strength, spirit of might came mighty upon him. He gave his strength. Oh, you thought it was when they cut his head and the strength went. He gave his strength to, to Delilah. That's why she could take it. Because it didn't make physical sense. You tell somebody, oh, a wrong password. And they immediately they come and try it. You give them a wrong password the second, and they come and try it. And the third time you still do know they are giving strength to the woman, Delilah. You wasted the anointing, the anointing that was invested in him. He was a savior of the land. He was a judge of Israel. One man, God was using him to take care of the security of the land. But he gave his strength. See the power on Samson. He carried the city gates on his shoulder. He gave that strength to Delilah. She was a powerful one. She conquered him. She, one woman, one, one. Otu in uh, Igbo, Eokon in Yoruba, and one in English. He gave all that strength, all that deposit of the spirits. 
died miserable death. His vision for which you are not. That's why you see men for the women in earth. You see men will come. They are ready to offer you heaven on earth just to sleep with you. What are they looking for? Who destroy your destiny? There are some that are high bro. They'll pay one million naira per night or five million or whatever million. What are, why, why so expensive? Destroy. Praise God. Comfort quiet. Okay, so when you were talking, I just remember the story someone shared. He's a, he's a public figure on Instagram. And he was talking about how a guy was always telling that your, your star is bright. Your star is bright. That he should come and, like, mm. I think the man was trying to convince him to have sex with him. Or one very funny thing. The guy was always telling him the star is bright, the star is bright. So like it just makes perfect sense. The guy saw something that he probably didn't see at that stage in his life. And the guy probably converted it. So yeah, just wanted to put that. Sex, a mode of exchange. The only permitted one is the two that have become one. So it's not going to, it's within, staying within, staying within. Oh, every sort of temptation. The Bible says the one that you sin against your body is you, you that will suffer. So now what so God was telling most commit adultery, you adultery. That's why Paul, he said, woman, a state celibate. Because of the, see the essence of Paul that we are still talking about today. Even Jesus had to stay of the, the gravity of the assignment. His, the gravity of his assignment could not even afford him the luxury of marriage. He couldn't even share one into that too. That, no, 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 no. That's not what he came for. Pure, 100% pure. There is no 95 is not, even if on earth they score 95 as A. 95 is not 100. 100% capacity. Married men everywhere looking for destinies. And even they themselves, some people know politicians use it for charm. You know, they do all those things or charm and take glory, take star and all these things. But some people, they are, they are lured by the devil. They don't know, they just enjoy the fun of it. But the devil knows what is leading them into. Many people that are used by the devil have no clue that the devil is using them. They have no clue. They have no clue. I heard of a story, you know, I don't know how true, possibly it's true of a man was riding um, in um, uh, Todd Milan Bridge at night, you know, then he saw a very beautiful hot lady 
you know. And then she so she waved and then stopped to pick her up. You know, guy now free change was happening, you know, and then you know, whether they decide to have sex in a car or or she tried to give him a blowjob or something. And then he came. And then the lady said she should stop in the middle of the third million bridge. And then she came out and jumped into the water. They said that he is true. <laughs> they said the master had to just drive straight to camp, MFN camp for prayer. When he was doing it, he didn't remember prayer. Well, I thank God for the people that I'm raising. I'm not that pastor that you go and do, you go and do, then you come and meet me to pray. I will give you scripture and give you prayer for you go and pray. Because I didn't come to this life to have sleepless nights because of one person's carelessness. There are genuine situations that we deal with. Genuine situations, but not all those. You hear what I'm, you hear what I'm talking about? Come into the water. It's glowing, destiny. That one, straight. If I had carry that one, life, straight to the altar of the covenant. Oh, many of you don't know that semen of men, and then I don't know what it's called for women, right? The, the, it's a, it's a, what's it called? It's very potent in the making of charm or in the, in the power of um, witchcraft and all those things. It is, a, it is an ingredient there. If you don't know, know it now. Why do you think you have sex and drink? They came to they come to take something. Oh, you think they just come to pleasure you? <laughs> they come to take something. It's an in, ingredient. Yes, that's the word. Ingredient in their concussions. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> say so I will pray for them. The Holy Ghost needs me. You know, I don't know. Not, you know, their pastors are like, just any kids that you call, you start praying. You know, me, I will invite you to Bible study. You will hear the word for yourself. Catch revelation and pray. <laughs> that will stay fresh and long. Because many people are very lazy. You know, they do this and then they are prayed for and then they are delivered. And then they go. They leave their own listen to the word to help them grow and develop. Then they will go again and do it and come again. No, not here. I'll show you to MFN camp. Yeah, the ones that like prayer there. Praise God. So I want to take two questions so that we'll pray tonight. Like I said to you in the group, the, the month of April is pregnant. Uh, the month of April is pregnant with something very big. And I want us to spend at least maybe 30 minutes of prayer. Or pray and press into that which God has in store us. But two questions, anyone? Anyone with two questions? With the information you have heard today about Revelation 1, you see how God loves us so much. So he was explaining, don't do this thing because... These are the consequences of doing it. You don't steal because the thief is lower than servant, and whatever curse is, is given him, even heaven cannot even do anything about it. Then we saw that scripture in Proverbs: the curse, curse shall not stand. 
prescribed. So, questions before we, we, we close and call it a prayer and then call it tonight. Anyone? Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Good evening, Nina. everyone. So I'm so sorry I came late. I planned as in everything so that I'll be early today, but sleep. No, allow me great today. <laughs> so sorry. Mm. So there was something that um, came to my mind yesterday. Mm. Mm, that's from Genesis 6. I don't know which Bible passage that was spoken upon today that we shared today, but Genesis 6, during the time of, um, I'm sorry, I'm coming. Okay, during the time of Noah, mm -hmm. Genesis 6, during the time of Noah, so that wickedness, evil had filled all the earth, and there was only one yeah. person, Noah, that was, yeah. you understand? So I, I was yeah. just thinking, that means it's easier to do evil. Mm -hmm. And evil can be subtle, so much so that you won't even know. It seems like the order of the day and you'll be part of it. For the whole mm. earth to have been evil. Mm. So it made me think that, um, made me imagine, but is it possible that mm. upon all the evil we are seeing today, eh, that mm. the world is not yet as bad as it was during that Noah's time? For the whole earth was said to have been evil except Noah. Do you understand? As scary mm. as it is now, with all this evil shoe, is this a tan shoe or one shoe that I heard about? With all that is happening now, is it possible that it's not as bad as that time? How bad would it have been then that God repented as an regretted creating man? So it made me think that we have to be more careful of what we open up our spirit to. We have to be more careful to what we, you know, what we feed our eyes and our minds. You know, it might seem, it might seem good. It might seem okay, but really it might be just invading your spirit and taking you away. I just feel this decade, this season, we need to be very careful. We need to, when I read that Bible, that's Gen, um, Genesis 6. Today is supposed to be Genesis 7. Unfortunately, I've not even read it. When I read that thing, just kept, so it brought to mind that we need to be very, very, very careful. We might be, in, just like, I think you mentioned it, that Satan uses people without their knowing. Yeah. We have to, we have to be So what I'll say yes. Yes, what I'll say to that is, yes, well, although you can't compare now and then because the population of the world was not as much then. Oh, okay, okay. You okay. see, yeah, not, 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 um, the population wasn't much then. Now, okay. we are, you know, we are growing. Yes, exponentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the same as mm -hmm. it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So it's been growing. Yes. Two, yes. yes, the world is filled with evil, but our focus must not be on what they are doing. Our focus must yes. be on light. 
You know, many times, you know, people focus on, oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. The what you focus on or what you focus on begins to amplify for you. you know, so that's why you must focus on God's word, God's ways. And God's word, you say, watch what goes into your eyes, your ears. Sure. Protect your eye gate, your ear gate, protect it. Sure. Not everything is permitted to go in there, you know, but stay on the wall. The cure to this thing is not to avoid those things. Yes. Because you hear many people say, oh, I don't steal, I don't kill, I don't drink, I'm a good person. Can that make them enter heaven? No. No. What will make you enter heaven is accepting Christ. So avoiding those things is not the answer, but change your focus from those things yes. to the word of God, light, scripture, mm -hmm. prayer. Just once mm -hmm. you keep staying in that, by the time you come out and then you see, the, the, the more you look into light, when you look into the darkness, the light is still penetrating into the darkness. Mm -hmm. Okay? So focus on yes. what, what, that's why the Bible says, that do not conform to this world, but mm -hmm. be it transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So that mind. Let the oh, word of yes. God begin to shape your mind. Let the word of God begin to give you. So I, I want to do something. Uh, I don't do something because I feel like it. Or I feel, oh, this is right, this is wrong. No, I look at scripture. What does scripture say about this? And this is what the foundation, the, the word is the basis of my right and wrong. Okay? Because everything that you are today in this world, you learned it. There are values that... You, nobody came, when you came to this world, you are blank. That's why if you grew in Nigeria, you'll be able to speak English, Yoruba, Hausa, or Igbo. And if you grew in America, you speak America, right? It's the values that's all around you. If where you grew up, everyone smokes and they are believers, you will believe that as a believer, you should smoke. You get what I'm talking about? So now the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to your environment. Your environment has a lot of role to play. The values that I hold today is because of the home I grew up in. So those values were instilled in me as a child. So now it's a part of me. But now the Bible says, yes, while those, that is good, but your, you should, your, your transformation must come from the word of God. So God's word, I should now reorientate my.
sorry, guys. Uh, my network seems to be. Hello? Okay, I'm back. Let me leave this one second. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, video. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, yes, sir. sir. Yes, okay, we can. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Unoma was saying something. Oh, no. I have, yes, I mean, I have a question. I think we're still talking, though. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I, ask, ask a question. Oh, okay. Um, thank you very much for today's section. I really enjoyed it. And I gained a lot. So my question is, um, is it possible for someone, as you said, about this adulteration, adultery and all, is it possible for someone's mm -hmm. destiny to be diluted, like not to express the full potential destiny unknowingly? Possibly the husband or so may have gone outside, or the wife or so, then come back to the wife or spouse in general then dilute the mm -hmm. other spouse destiny. Is it possible? I don't know. The home is trying all those things. Yeah. Mm, I see what you mean. I believe it's possible um, because the two shall become one, right? Yeah. Once a thought party comes into that equation, there's no more balance as one anymore. You know, and, you know, just the same way um, you know, sexually transmitted diseases have been transmitted, you know, that same way, you know, someone can, you know, if both the couple, they're faithful and one person has something to do, someone is infected, and you come back into that union, you infect, you know, the union. Okay? So it's a responsibility on both sides, but 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 the end goal, like I said, yes, said unknowingly, you know, if you unknowingly step on a needle that is infected, you are infected. But the end goal, sure. the one, what I need us to pick out from this is to always stay in a place of prayer, in a place of the fire of the spirit, in the place of fellowship, in the place of the word, so that irrespective of what is going on. Okay, right? Ignorance used to be an excuse, but Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. You see that? So it's not their fault. They don't know, so at least the law should work, but these laws are already set in motion. Okay? So we must, we must very, very, very important. So you see, with this understanding that I've gotten today, we can see the heart of the Father. He loves so much that he wants to keep us, wants to preserve us, wants us to, you know, to live the full potential of our destinies. 
you know, but the flesh just likes all those things that dilute. So irrespective of whether someone is doing anything or not, stay in the, the atmosphere of the fellowship. You know, the intensity of the spirit and then the word of God, which is the water, the washing of water by the word. Praise God. Does that help, uh, Norma? Yes, yes, sure, sure, it does. Thank you, Pastor. Delphin, can you talk now? Yes, yeah, Pastor. Well, yeah. Okay, I go ahead. You, you had a question. Mm, I did. It was it was um, answered a little bit, but I guess um, part of my question is you talked about the, the authority and and how to really take God's word into context. So sometimes, like even when you see Jesus talking to my, you're like, "Oh, you deaf and dumb, you dumb spirits." Like when I read it, it sounds very like kind of condescending and like you know he's it's it's done with authority to to cast out the spirit so it's like when you're reading it in context you're like well does god think of me as dumb or if i tell him something does he think of them so how do you get rid of that mindset and to really understand like the nature and the context through his word without necessarily mm. taking offense to it or feeling some type of way because you see it in scripture or like um you know we've been reading genesis and i just feel like I'm not really understanding the connotation in which how he's speaking. So I'm like, you know, we we're talking about Cain. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, why, God, why didn't you give Cain something too? <laughs> you know, so I'm like <laughs> questioning, you know, and then like I don't, we don't have it. Well, I used to say I don't have any regards to questioning God, but sometimes like you have to understand like the context is given to actually kind of receive it better so that he can pierce your heart in the way that it is. Um, but I think someone said that, you mm -hmm. know, um, through certain contexts, he reveals his, what he, he you get yeah. connotation through what he reveals at, in that point in time. So I have a little bit better understanding mm -hmm. of that. So thank, thank you Sorry, for that Sorry, I don't question. know if I'm gambling. <laughs> no, 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 it was clear, clear, clear. Um, thank you for that because those, that question comes from a genuine um, um, pursuit of study you know when you start to study and you start to see something that you want to know so it's good that you pointed out one of the things that you need to know about the lord is that god is complete in himself okay he's he's the beginning and the end he's all in all and when you read through scripture, you will see how God addressed different people. And that's why, like you said, context is very key. For example, the woman, let me, let, let's, let's go to that scripture. Let me get to the woman. Um, just a second. Let me look for where that scripture is. The woman that God said that um, you cannot give the children's bread to dogs. That's exactly, if you have seen that one, you will even feel more terrible than you feel now. Uh, just a second. Let me open that scripture. I want, to, I want to pick something there and use it to explain what you said. I'm going to come back to the, the points you noted about uh, how to read and not be, uh, not feel offended like God is talking to you in a condescending tone. So let's go to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, maybe from 25. 
Matthew 15. Yes. Ah, okay, perfect. Let's start from verse 22. This is the perfect scripture. Uh, Delphine, I hope you're here, you're listening. Matthew, this is Jesus, or the Son of God, the fool, even the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. You know, so God, God's love is out of this world. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. I'll read down to verse 28. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Was anything wrong with this request? No. She heard Jesus was healing people. She came with a request. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she cried after us. Right? But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I want to stop there. Are we still together on this? Okay, yeah, perfect. I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, Jesus was giving context. Jesus' assignment, he was sent to the house of the, the children of Israel. That was his, every ministry has a scope defined. I'm not sent to everyone. I'll be deceiving myself if I think I'm sent to everyone. There are people that will hear my gospel as interesting as it sounds to you here, and they won't get it. Why? I'm not sent to them. And you must walk in accordance to God's scope. Because I'm not the only preacher in the world. There are a thousand, a million, a billion preachers. They are sent to a people. So Jesus' main assignment, Peter was sent to the children of Israel. Paul was sent to the Gentiles. You see that? So Jesus said that I'm sent, but I'm not sent, but unto the, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So Jesus' assignment, his assignment was clear to him. So this woman, you would have said, well, but Jesus has been healing everybody. Why did they not heal her? He said, I'm not sent to you. Then came she and worshipped again, saying, Lord, help me. She came and worshipped him. She came with worship. From worship, revelation opens up. See what happened. And worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Because her child was vexed by the devil. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. It is not meat to take the children's bread to cast it to dogs. So, Delphine, if this was you, how offended would you feel? Tell me. If um, the Lord Jesus Christ said to you, what you're asking for, I can't take the children's bread and give to dogs. Minnie was calling her a dog. How would you feel? I mean, it, it definitely reflects place of value. So he's reflecting like 
how valuable you are. Mm-hmm. But would you feel offended? Um, I, I don't take offense to this particular scripture because I feel like I understand the connotation to it. He's like, I can't give, you know, my prized possessions, my righteous children to something that's a lower, I shouldn't say a lower value, but, you know, to something that he doesn't necessarily hold mm-hmm. to as high regard. So you, you are a very good Christian. That's why. But somebody else extremely else, offended. Extremely like offended. Very you. offended. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Before you came, we've been here. And uh, like a black American woman, they'll cuss him out. <laughs> and start clapping their hands. <laughs> and start doing all this. <laughs> you know. But see, I want to show you something very critical. Very, very important here. And she said, truth, Lord. What does, what does truth mean? Revelation. She saw the value of what God was saying. But she got a revelation of this word. And she said, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. This woman's daughter was in trouble. She didn't have time to start saying, uh, do you know who I am? How dare you call me? Is it because I came to him for it? No, no, no. Her pride aside, she said, you have said correctly. I'm a dog, no problem. But dogs too eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. Pride would have made her child suffer to death. If she responded in that. She said, true, even the dogs, they eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then just answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that hour. Be it unto thee as why? What, what does that scripture show you? Because this woman had understanding, something that was not in the timetable and calendar of God to do that day, she dragged it. So there's a level of insight you would have. There are things that you can get from God, even without God releasing it. He finds the finds a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. And then wisdom, with wisdom in Proverbs 8, obtains favor of the Lord. You drag it out of him. Praise God. So, when you read scripture, scripture is there to help you understand. Another scripture to look at is when we say, when we talk about um, uh, when uh, before Jacob and Esau was, before they were born, they were still in their mother's womb, and God said, Jacob, I love. Esau, I hate. So it wasn't by what they did, but it was by their destiny. So when he said Jacob, I love, he wasn't talking Jacob the person. He was talking Jesus that was going to be from the lineage of of, um, the lineage of Jacob. Okay? So when you read scripture, like you, you ask in the group about Cain's offering, and Abel's offering. Why was Abel? Abel's offering was hot. 
he did with the heart. Cain just gathered whatever and just gave. His heart was not in it. And God searches the heart. So God knows the heart. God is not responded, is not responsive to the physical act. Someone can come on the altar crying, oh Lord, I love you. But in his heart, he's saying, I'm just going to love you, depending when you do what I need you to do, then I'm off. He sees the heart. The heart is plain before him. So reading scriptures, you must know that you must follow the, you must see how God dealt with people. And that was how I was dealing with people, not you. And when it comes to you, you'll see that in the New Testament where Jesus, after he had taught them for a while, he said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends, okay? And then when Jesus died and resurrected, he called them brethren. So there was a transition between servants, friends, and now we are brethren. We are joint heirs with him. So when you're reading scriptures right now, you are his brethren. He's not talking to you the same way he was talking to them in the Old Testament. He's not talking to you the same way he spoke to them in Je um, uh, Matthew to John. But from Acts, you are brethren with him. So, so you get your identity from the way God speak, the way God spoke to uh, the people from the New Testament. And New Testament properly begins from the book of Acts. Okay, Acts of the Apostles. Okay, so that, that, that tells you so. So read scriptures, then you see how God relates with people, how God related with Moses. Moses told God to repent. It was amazing, like how, how dare Moses tell the great God to repent, but that shows you the level of relationship. And then God calls Moses, uh, called Abraham his friend. God also called Moses, said, this one, I don't relate with him in that sense. You are prophets. But this guy is not a prophet to me. He's my friend. I, I speak to him face to face. You see that? Yeah. And, and even in, um, yeah, I hear you. I said even um, in, in further along in Genesis, when um, the whole abomination with Sodom and Gomorrah, um, Abraham asked God, like, would you still kill, like, would you still demolish the land if there's like 10 or 20, 30, yeah. 40 righteous? And he's like, no, even if I find one, I won't demolish it. So I was like, how can Abraham be so bold to ask God who he will <laughs> abolish and what he won't? But I mean, it just really shows some insight about how the communication he had, the relationship we had. So I, I, I hear you. Yeah. God wants us to be, just to, to get to know him. He's not this God that is angry, waiting to kill you and waiting for you to make mistakes so that he deals with you. No, he wants immediately Adam fell. Redemption plan went into effect immediately. The, 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 the animals were sacrificed as a shadow of the sacrifice of Jesus that was going to come. And Jesus was slain for the foundation of the earth. So he got nothing surprised. God was not surprised like, Adam, how dare you do this to me? No, he knew ahead of time. And then Jesus already offered the sacrifice before the foundation of the earth. Okay, so, so the redemption plan went into effect immediately. Man fell. God's love is just remarkable. Praise God. Uh, is there any other one question before we start to pray? Uh, I believe it's been an interesting night tonight. It's been an interesting uh, uh, insight that we tonight. 
Any questions? All right, you have a question? No, I don't. No, all right. Hi. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. Okay, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, where's Daniela? Daniela stay here. Nicole. If Naya, how are you? Naya. Naya, Naya, Ah, oh, praise God. Okay, in a noisy place, that's fine. No trouble. Just wanted to say hello. Praise God. Let's let's begin to bless the name of the Lord for tonight. Just thank Him. Thank Him for His words that we have heard tonight. For the revelation of His love. It's ama His amazing love. His awesome love. His loving kindness that's better than life. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you for your word this year and amen. Thank you for the insights, the purpose of your word, purpose of the commandments that you've given. We thank you because it's to birth something good, something awesome in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you because if you follow the precepts of your word, the, the, the lines, lines after lines that you've given us it's for our lives to even become better glorify your holy name and we thank you in the name of jesus thank you for your peace thank you for your word is yeah and amen dali super bayna katili kalosish elado tele morondo kosteledish ila tatatika kushki manze eledishke bele sukratishke bele tiala Zerende koros kile brante kile batis kelen tefe koshikata. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Give you glory and praise. Let's lift our voice and just thank God for the month of January, February, and March for the first quarter of 2021 that has been truly remarkable, has been amazing. God has been faithful. I believe God has been faithful to each and every one of us here. Uh, God has truly been faithful. If he's been faithful, then let's give him thanks. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Lift your voice and just begin to thank God and just, and just worship him in the beauty of his holiness. Thank you, Father, for the month of January, February, and March. Thank you for the great testimonies that we have seen. Thank you for your mighty hand that has rested upon our lives, our family. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for signs and wonders. Thank you for testimonies, for healings, for deliverance. Thank you for favor that has spread, that has, that has been evident on every side in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise. Light iba sutukra dishke belenosuka letuga baba baba susukrodushke balande kesite barande kletish 
ile sutra talida kato urazite manakudilifa santo belelishka belia degri igli sutra dalibondo ukubatishke peti kalato kretishki zili vratu skile brande kidili barando kubadia laba sefredishke dia thank you for safety thank you for protection thank you lord for your preservation upon our families thank you for no evil report was able to rest we thank you because we know that the enemy made moves upon our lives made moves on our families but thank you for your holy angels oh god that push back the walls of darkness the walkings of darkness you push them back thank you for the end of one quarter bira asukredish kedemona as we are to begin another quarter we thank you because it shall be oh lord one of great manifestations lebo sakredish kebelina sukredish kebeberat akada legrodosh kezile brondo kobaba basukodua letis kelimana kotube indeketile kradash kosokoto regedebedo sakredile gaga Barakoske le bonde kredishke zigle negedegede la koro koshki sigle dishki bedeku barata tatata reto su kredishke bele kurububu barigidigidi shakratia le dunza gradishke bele koratisi flatashku paranosia ele no mamana masko tuke dile koske ligras abaina liga banto belidishke besko rute balando kobe le geberon shitiska la crotuskelia dele go basitiska batile monura dalara le retiski pele Jesus karatia na manusi de kite ile bayana me ukubati sikra aile potugaba jakuzandei de dile kurukurund kledia la mana libruba satititi rekoshe ikredishke bele kondara katia le baida rige besu kredishke bele kokobatile ne kruzita dadadara rege de oshakata le pogobariske le brando koshki frataina mokosia delibo Kuba babasute deliga barande kimana kusile brodosha rekibanso koto sile grande kiche diklasati kakata parando kopenia dana deklatungo uskeli barada kiche bele kosa kletia leduza de 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 je koko baradish ke bendo usitili bande keli prata pale uskeli gara lego sile brando koshki teligradi kaba mekupa ati le brada kuna by the name of Jesus. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's lift our voice in the month of April. Begin to sanctify the month without every unwanted thing from it. Plan the things that you want to see made manifest in your life and your family. 
You're going to travel in the spirit from the beginning of the month of April and get to the end of the month. Everything that does not glorify God, begin to uproot them. Hey, Paratosh Ketia, lift your voice and pray, people. Mesura Katish Kebele Kosia, we sanctify the month of April, Lord. We decree and we declare no evil reports. In the name of Jesus, I sanctify the month. Oh, Blasite Dishke Bele Dushka Bando Prodoshke Zile Bebebe Korosi, Ligratasko Tuske Dile Brondo Koshia, Oh, Masufredia, the month of April. Oh, Masike Italia, new things, uh, the manifestation of new things, uh, things will begin, and the Pokotia, the things that have been in the planning state will begin to be made manifest in the month of April. In the mighty name of Jesus, look. Parande kiska halabrato, ligra sante ishe ike lebana manokuda, diligra suste igredish ki bele no kuba, delegrasko to gube ende kesila, ratus kilibrata, gretish ki pele cruz kudugudush ke bele nusa katia, lendo ruza lebanda kredia dabas katia katia. I hope you're praying wherever you are. Lift your voice and begin to press into God. Lebo sheke tile bongre sike de gede, ragadabado sheke de in jesus precious name we pray amen in jesus precious name we pray amen god said to me one time about naming things i've shared that teaching with us before for things that be not as though they were. Mm. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. The things that are not seen are the things that God has shown you. I've told you that principle, First Corinthians chapter 2, 9 and 10. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It does enter into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you. Verse 10, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. So the things that have been revealed that are not physically seen, they are the things that we call them forth. They be not as though they were. We call them forth because they've been revealed. There are many things that have been revealed. We're going to call them forth. Then the things that are seen are temporal. So there are things that you've seen in your lives that are temporal. The things that you do not want to see anymore. You have to call them because Adam in Genesis, he named whatsoever he named the animals till this day, they carry that name. So there are things that are not seen or the things that are seen, the things that you look at your life, there are things that you see around that you don't want to see them again. So you have to call them by name and name them as temporal. Praise God. You call them mirage. The Lord said that to me in prayer. He said, you have to name some things. If not, it will stay with you. It will not go. You will name them. You, you are a mirage. And what does mirage do? It disappears. You are temporal. What does it mean? That means it does not have, you evict them so that you call the things that you want to. Does this concept make, you understand what I'm talking about? There are principles that you must apply. You must use your mouth to call them because we have that creative ability of God in us. So we must name what we want to see and name the things we don't want to see and call them that they are mirage. Let them go and they will go. Praise God. You get what I'm talking about? 
and in our doing our 12 day fast, the Lord said, The month of April shall be our month of promise. It mm. shall be our month of promise. Mm. And he gave that scripture, Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 28, where he said, Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, There shall none of my words be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith God. No. Saith no. the Lord God. The word that he has spoken will be done. This will be the month of manifestation. Oh, I, I wish there are people who will pray with me tonight. Hey, Masusa, Kedish, God, let your promises find manifestation in the world. Let me find expression. Let me find expression, Jesus. Rain, let the rain of manifestation, let the clouds of the rain of manifestation that gather over destiny, let them be precious name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus, precious name we pray. Let Amen. me give you an opportunity to name certain things that you don't want to see more. Certain things in your life and your family that you don't want to see anymore. An opportunity to name them. Call them by name and tell them you are temporal. You are a mirage. You understand what I'm saying? If it's fear, if it's lack, if it's frustration, say you are a mirage. You are in the sickness. You are a mirage. In your name of Jesus, in my life, lift your voice and begin to name things. Lomba, Tali, Rondoshaka, Lebo, Rus, Ebele, Kostanzili, Rakosi, Ebe, Gros, Tadish, Ebele, Debele, Bele, Raka, Baba, Baye, Ebele, Bosa, Tadish, Ebele, Sukratia, Lembo, Koba, Tish, Ibra, Doshita, Deprezus, Katilembo, Koba, you are a mirage. You are a mirage. Take a shot, 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 take a shot
Every form of delay, every form of delay, I call you what you are. You are a mirage, le bomba basso, proto schitelia, ne In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Jesus' precious name we pray. I'm looking at strange patterns, patterns that are not of God, that have trailed some of us here. Different patterns, 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 patterns that have followed us for long. Today, that cycle is about to be terminated. We're going to address that pattern right now. Every straight pattern comes to an end now. In the name of Jesus, every straight trailing my family, trailing my life. I decree and declare that you are terminated tonight in the name of Jesus. Straight patterns you are terminated. Lift your voice and pray people. 
Something is going to shift in your life tonight. Amen. For some of you, for long, some outstanding things for long is going to break open this 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 water we are entering. Amen. Amen. Avalanche of testimonies. Amen. Multiple testimonies. You will still see. Gonna pray. God said, it shall be a month of promise. Everything He has said, made manifest in this. The words, the prophetic words, for some of you, there are things that you have been praying and waiting on God for long. You have forgotten it. It's going to come to pass. This that every outstanding. Every outstanding blessing that God has released that is yet to be made manifest. You are going to press in, like I said, we are pregnant with something. It's time to push to deliver. 
that the Lord has released over your family, over your life. Let it be delivered. Let it be delivered. Come on, lift your voice up. Everything that you have released, the fresh water, in Jesus precious name Jesus name in Jesus name everyone listen um, what I'm about to say you don't have to identify I don't even need to know you but as I'm trying to press in in this prayer something is forming a roadblock in front of me a roadblock, very strong roadblock. I'm not able to pass through what I need to pass through to get these prayers uh, uh, sorted. I'm looking at a, a well right now. I'm looking at the well, you know, those wells that up, not the ones that are on the ground that, that come up. And it's a lady here. Like I say, you don't need to come, you don't need to identify yourself at all. But many years ago, um, I don't know if you were, you were in school or whatever, but I saw um, it's, it's supposed to be like an abortion, but the fetus was outside. I don't know how that works, whether after the abortion or something. The fetus was thrown into the well. The fetus was thrown into the well. And I'm trying to advance this prayer and that scenario is standing as a blockage in the spirit. I can't pass through. I try to pray it away, but it's there. It's standing as, 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 a, as a witness against that person. And that's why a lot of things have not been able to happen. So privately, while we continue the prayer, pray for mercy. God's mercy, because in the realm of the spirit, the voice of that child is crying for vengeance, for not getting an opportunity to come and manifest destiny. It's crying in the realm of the spirit, vengeance, avenge me, Lord. 
So he's standing as a roadblock. Literally, as we're praying, I was advancing, and then that roadblock refused to allow me to pass through. So whoever that person is, maybe you may not know where the fetus was thrown at the end of the day, but I know it's an aborted child, but the fetus was thrown into a web. I saw it. White. Not white, though, but not painted uh, cemented, the color of cement, though. I don't know what color that is. You know, the the well, that round, the, the voice of that child is crying loud spirit. Whoever that person is, mercy, oh God, have mercy. The Bible says, mercy triumphs over judgment. So cry for mercy while we, the rest of us, try to pray. And when that is done, when it clears out of my way, I'll let you know. And you'll just see me while in prayer. Once you see me do this, just know that it has been done. Am I clear? Let's lift our voice and just begin oppressing for the manifestation of God. And that person, your prayer is messy. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
It's interesting the things that the Lord is showing me today. And I thank God for his... Oh, Jesus, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mm. You know, when I talked about the reason for the commandments, follow your father and your mother so that your days will be long. Do not steal because the cost of such understanding, whoever steals will be lower. God gives this commandment so that, they, you know, I already said I'm not about to teach you. I'm saying this because of what the Lord should be right now. There are laws in the spirit. And if you break one, he that breaks the egg, the serpent will bite. There are things that give the enemy legal ground to operate in life, mm. even if you're born. Mm. 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 Shall we continue to abide in sin? The first thing I just explained about the abortion and then we'll pray. And as I'm trying to advance in prayer, I'm looking at a child, the real, uh, oh, is, my, is my screen still frozen? Is it frozen? Can you see my screen? Can you see my video? No, we can't. It's just dark. It's frozen. Yes, you're frozen. I imagine I've been moving. You get frozen all night. Okay, let's turn it off and turn it back on. You better? Okay, yeah, it's, it's better. Yeah. It's better. Okay. And then I'm looking at a child, but I know this is not the actual scenario. This is like a just a picture, just showing me what I understand what, what God is showing me. I'm looking at a child malnourished and not taken care of. And I know what God is showing me is um, like someone that's like a house help. Okay. That is not being taken care of. Like they should. That is causing something. Tonight we are praying because next month from tomorrow, things are going to happen. And then when we start to pray this way, God starts to show the things that will not make it happen so that you can clear it out of the way. That's why I, I didn't plan to see these things. I'm sure you understand that. Just saying what I said. So I'm looking at the house help that is not being taken care of. That is, that is segregated. These are my children. This is the household. Yeah. You get what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. That's, that's common. I know my people abroad will not understand this. But it's here in Africa and Nigeria. But I'm not looking at the household problem. I'm looking at a child that is malnourished. The spirit of the child cries. Yeah. Let's take advantage. This applies to you. Correct immediately. 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 If you look at the book of Revelations, the children, the, 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 the saints that were slain unjustly, they were crying to God. They were saying to God, where will you avenge us? In the earth, Avengers, they were crying, and God said, Wait, 
Just hold on. Let more people be slain. Let let the let let their cup full. Then I will avenge. There are conversations that happen in the spirit. We dealt with obtaining victory in the courts of heaven. There are accusations that are in the courts. Evidences that are pointing why you cannot receive what you are pressing in for. Why? Because of a legal ground. Love one another. If you don't show love, and cry. Heavens. My people have gone into captivity by themselves because they have no knowledge. They have no knowledge of spiritual laws, of spiritual things. So they go into captivity by themselves. The honorable men are famished. Men who should be doing exploits in the world are hungry. Why? No knowledge. But by relation, knowledge is coming tonight in the name of Jesus. Whoever that person is, make amends and treat the person the whoever house help or whatever whoever this person is well you know what to do so i'm not going to tell you what to do praise we continue to press and to pray whatever god reveals and share actually anything just pray what's the next month which is to shift something will begin in the mighty name of jesus lift our voice and begin to press it you will produce for me all God has ordained. It shall be the beginning of manifestation of the things of the Spirit. It shall be the beginning of the manifestation of your word. It's the month of promise. My month of promise. Let <laughs> <laughs> 
Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them is not given. They are codes. Oh, they are codes. Jesus went to the temple and read the code of his life and he closed it and said, This day, this scripture is fulfilled for you. He located the code of his, of his life. He read it to them and told them, This day, I've unlocked the code of my destiny. 
I don't know who is it here, who it is here that you have not spoken to your mother for a long time. You've been upset with your mom. You've been upset with your mom. You've not spoken with her for a long time. I don't know now if she's sick or if she's okay. I don't know. I'm not that. I wasn't clear on that. But you're upset with your mom. Hmm. Hmm. May you not be upset with your open door. In the name of Jesus. Upset with your mother so quickly. We see once we finish this call, call if it's too late tomorrow. Call quickly. If you are far from her, send money or send a gift quickly. Let her bless you with her soul. And you will see doors opening like never before. That's the code for that person. That's why I talked about code. I like this, the comfort brother. What does it mean in Latin? To open, which could be a reference to the opening or blossoming of flowers or trees. To open. To open the month of something is about to open in your life. Amen. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. That this month of April, that the Lord will reveal the code for your life. He will reveal it to you. You understand that for you? Everyone has a code. And it is a code for every ministry. And I thank God that God has revealed us to us. It's a code. There's something to do to unlock certain things. I'm going to unlock some things in this ministry. There is what to do. I know it. But it wasn't giving me in the beginning. It was only giving me, I think, early this year or last time. It was giving me plain. This is what to do for this, this, this. Say, ah, I know. I may be running with another man's code. It won't work for me. It may produce a tiny box. You get what I'm talking about? Each and every life has a code. Let me talk, let me show you what the coach looks like. There are whistles that you can blow that your human ears will not hear nothing, but all the dogs around will go crazy. Why? The wind is tuned to the frequency of dogs. So there is a frequency of a code that I can do, and the money will start to come. I tell you a story I've told some of you before. I saw a vision once where I was sitting alongside angels. They were all around me. There were a lot of them. They were just talking and laughing. And then they said to me, let me show you something. Then I sat down. I pulled my shirt. And they, they imputed a code in my back. I, I couldn't see. If I saw it, I would have tried it physically. They imputed a code. They pressed something, something, something. They immediately they finished. I just pressed something. I became a human magnet. Metals from far away started to locate me. This happened to me. And not that it will come and hit me. It will come that when it gets to me gently, just, I'm talking miles away. Everything metal. So I, I was a magnet. Everything metal was located from different places when it comes to me to just gently connect. They were laughing. I was like, what is this? And then when they were done, 
They now imputed the code, another code, and then all the metal on me fell off. I think we should show me this. <laughs> there are things that are tangible. There is a code to attract favor. The Bible talks about Esther. Everyone that looked on her favor. The same code was applied to the children of Israel in Exodus when they were living. Whoever they went to ask for gold, give them. Does it make sense? Your servants come to you. Say, give me your give me your expensive jewelry. Quick, quick. And you say, wait, there's one that is under the box. Let me get it. The code that you human is able to, 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 to say no to you. Some of you are already working in it, so you know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're gonna lift your voice. For the month of April, Father. Look, from April, some of you are going to enter into a dimension that you have never entered before. You are going to enter into a level of favor, a level of results that will be like a dream to you. April, from April onwards. If you check, you have not heard me talk like this before. Because there's a time to build with the foundation of the world up until a point. But this is the time for you to start taking results. I will bless you to pray. I'm going to lift your voice and pray. Father, call for my destiny to my life. From my next level, race to secret dish, Let 
in Jesus precious name we pray amen someone reach out to me in the DM and say an example of a code I'll show you Genesis chapter 30 Genesis chapter 30 verse 31 I'm going to read so you, you look heaven has all the strategies you are looking for Genesis chapter 30 Verse 31. I read, What wages do you want? Laban asked again, asking Jacob. Jacob replied, Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing, and I will continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted, along with all the black sheep. Give these ones to me as as my wages in the future when you check on the animals you have you have given me as my wages you will see that i have been honest if you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots or any sheep that are not black you will know that i have stolen them from you and the man looked at he said this is a good one i can cheat this boy from this way it doesn't have sense all right laban replied it will be as you say but that very day, Laban went out and removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted or had white patches, and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons. <laughs> you see what he did? He removed those ones so that this guy that is saying, give me this one, not have everything. He thought Jacob was operating by human revelation. His son took them on a three days journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. So if that was the case, Jacob would not have had any of the animals because all the ones that are supposed to be his own, they've taken them away. So they cannot meet, they cannot reproduce. Abby, now see the code. Verse 37, then Jacob took some fresh branches from Polar almond and plain trees and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering, in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink for that. That was where they mated. And when they mated in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were what? Strict, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock, and at mating time, he turned the flock 
to face Laban's animal, trick of black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. You see, where did he get this? If you read on, an angel revealed that strategy to him at night. There's a code. Oh, scripture is filled with codes. To um, the general that was leprous, the prophet said, go to the river seven times. That was the school. <laughs> he had been to many people before there, but this time, seven times, go to a certain river. Your healing is there waiting for you to obey the instruction. How will you defeat Jericho? Go around for seven days. On the seventh day, go around seven times and scream. That's what you need to do. And the angels pushed. Scriptures is littered with this thing. Praise God. There's an instruction you will receive that will open up something. I've told you a testimony. One time I was broke. I needed money. I had a bill of a million plus. I needed to sort out. And I just finished collecting salary. So it's not like I was expecting any money. At that time, my salary was not even up to anything like that. And then I woke up to worship at night. Worship in deep worship. And the presence of God came. I knew the presence had come. My mind was telling me, tell God you need to have need. Because I need to pay my parents' rent at that time. Tell God you have this need. By revelation, my spirit said, no, God knows my need. He came for mm. me to worship. So I just worship and just praise. And by the time I was done, as I turned to go, a gentle whisper that I missed, he said, write your bills down and wave it. Mm. That was my instruction. That was the code to solve that problem. Right? He didn't say speak in tongues. He said, write your bills down and wave it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. I went to the office the next day. I forgot about it. Then I remembered I wrote my bills down. And I wrote some change that I need to use to, you understand, to hold my side. <laughs> I said, if I wave it in the office, my colleagues will say, I knew this boy has joined something. So I went to the bathroom and waved him on. He did not say, speak in tongue. He did not say, roll on the floor. He gave the specific word, write it down. I waved to the Lord and I did just that. Two days later, my boss called myself and my colleague and said, it's been a long time. I gave you guys some money and he gave us some US dollars. And when we converted it, it was excessive of what I wrote down. There was some change on top. Sorted out my bills. I was good. Did I write my bill down after that? No, because he didn't say this is now. I, for some people, that would have said this is write your bills and wave it down ministries. Mm -hmm. They would have been waving and waving. I know many people <laughs> would do it this time. <laughs> they work for you. I don't know, but that was the instruction I got. <laughs> that was the instruction I got. That was a word from that time. I never did it again. The Bible never records that Jacob also practiced this thing again. No, that was how to solve that problem at that time. This day, the scripture revealed. There's a code for your life, and then there's a code to solve problems. For you to recharge on MTN, there's a code you must use to recharge your phone. For you to recharge on Glow and other networks, there are different codes. 
the code for you will not be the same code as mine. Every recharge line is personalized. Recharge pin is personalized, different. It cannot be two the same. I'm going to pray this night. Final prayer. Our time is fast spent. Now, Father, show me what to do. What is that instruction that we unlock this destiny that you have shown me? What is that word? What is that instruction that will unlock the manifestation of your word concerning my life? Lift your voice and pray. My area. The Bible talks about Jesus and he himself knew what to do. He was never confused. The Holy Ghost always showed you what to do. What would you have me, Lord? To unlock this glorious destiny that you have said. Let go by Entry the month of April. Entry this new quarter. Oh, and do Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' precious name, we pray. We continue prayers on Saturday. We pray by six. It's just going to be prayers all through. We're going to pray. We're going to pray seriously. Time, time is not going to allow us to express ourselves today. But I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone here present. I thank you for every family here 
represented. I thank you. Thank you because you have said that April shall be a month of promise, meaning everything that has been prophesied and spoken will be made manifest from this month. I pray by the power of the Holy Ghost that every force that tries to stand against the manifestation of God's word in your life, let the wind of the Spirit blow it away in the name of Jesus. Everyone who has been in one form of struggle or the other, that the hand of God that shifts, that takes one to another dimension, from this day henceforth, as the clock strikes 12, oh one, let it be the dawning of a new day for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone. Whatsoever the challenges have been, Mando Kube, Silaida, Kratusi de Bango, Kabati, Ele Makro, Seligra, Shoto Kubeli, Agada, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray that the intervention of angels begins now in the name of Jesus. That the that have been deposited in the belly of April. April, I call you forth and I declare and I speak over you that every evil report concerning anyone here represented and anyone under the umbrella of Sumi, everyone and their families, every evil report in the month of April, we abort them now in the name of Jesus. Them in the name of Jesus. And we declare only the counsel of the Almighty shall stand in the name of Jesus. Amen. Only the plans and purposes of God shall stand in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever it is that you have named and called temporal, I back it up by a prophetic function and I declare that indeed it is temporal in your life and it will disappear in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever you have called even as though it were that you have called forth to be made manifest in your life, I declare speedily let it be made manifest in the name of Jesus. And that which the Lord has released concerning you for this month, no devil from the pit of hell will be able to delay it. The force of heaven will bring to manifestation speedily. That by the end of tomorrow, some of you will already walk in these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless you with the blessing of the Lord. And I declare that this quarter will be the best quarter yet. That the healing power of God will rest upon them. In the name of Jesus, anyone here and represented here or your family member, whoever is connected to you, see, I speak life to their bodies. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that God will give you a gift. Amen. With something remarkable. With standing. Something beyond your imagination. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy change of garments. I prophesy change of level. 
some of you that have been waiting on God for a job, a job is coming your way. Some of you that have been waiting on God for business, businesses are coming your way. For some of you that have never a certain type of money, that dimension is coming your way in the name of Jesus. Some of you, your desire is that you may know him. Oh, I pray that he will reveal himself to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, oh, Father, I pray that everyone present here on this call tonight, that you will shift them into a higher place in the name of Jesus. them a large place to occupy in the matchless name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm looking at the house right now. I'm looking at him. I like what I see. Father, can I not just claim this one for myself? (laughs) <laughs> I like what I see. but I pray that some of you will enter into your own homes this year Amen. mighty name of Jesus Amen. I hear the Lord say Kanimo Katia Ladish Kebele Duaba. It shall be for you the season of manifestation of this that you have been prophesying. I'm looking at somebody's wall here. You have put there in your wall a card that you desire. This thing that you've been prophesying to it. The manifestation is in this season. From tomorrow, things will begin to happen. Things that you have spoken, the things that your heart desires, you will begin to see them in the name of Jesus. You will enter the realm of plenty. No more will you struggle. No No more will you struggle. Remember these words. From tomorrow, things will begin to work together. Suddenly, people that have not reached out to you for long will start to remember you. So something put you in my mind. It's not something. The angels are at work. Oh, trouble kings, them not sleep until they're blessed. In a mighty name. Father. Give it glory and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Pray. Somebody celebrate him and give him glory and praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Your life will never be the same again. Your life from tomorrow. First of April, you will see what will begin to happen. I don't know who it is here. I don't know who it is here that that they are owing. They are owing you something so long. They are owing you. Who is that person? It's me. 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 It's
Let the angels go forth and begin to trouble them until they pay all the Amen. Amen. April, May, June, this three months, it will be a bumper for you. Amen. It will be a bumper pack for you. Amen. Amen. Enter into the manifestations Jesus. of this thing. Amen. Oh, God's spirit. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. precious name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Be expectant. Be expectant. I was not stammering when I was speaking. I was speaking boldly because I know there's something. Something. So be expectant. And it's you that will be the partakers. You will be partakers of this truth in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. So Saturday, Saturday, we'll meet on Saturday, maybe from 7 p.m. on Saturday. Okay. Call call everyone you know that needs prayer, that wants prayer, that likes prayer, that wants to learn, let them come. It's going to be prayer. Prayers for five hours. Keep praying on the Holy Ghost until some people will fall asleep. It's seven hours, huh? Sorry about the freezing. We're doing eight hours on that. We pray to you. Some people will be hiding and then they'll just they'll just hide and just as if it's a mistake, they'll not leave the game. Is it doing 10 hours? It's prayer we are doing. It's prayers we are doing. <laughs> so you mind yourself. So mind yourself. How do you know how many hours? <laughs> 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 10 hours or 8 hours. Praise God. Amen. See you guys on them. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good night. Bye.